I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today, my good friend, Kelly Barra. Kelly, what's up? Well, my predictions come true. Come true. Like, Terrence Ferguson is shooting close to 38%. So, <laughs> I take full credit uh, for it. And, yeah, we are witnessing... Uh, Big time run for from T Ferg. Yeah, he's at thirty seven point four percent from three after last night. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah. which is pretty great. He was I think he was two of three last night. Uh, mm-hmm. the signs are very encouraging. He's playing yes. aggressively. He's even making the extra pass. He made that extra pass to Jeremy to grind. in the corner. Yeah. That was huge. Uh it's not just like a hot shooting he is having a hot shooting streak but it's not only that i mean it's the defense it's his contributions in other areas he's he's learning to do the little things which that's what makes you a really great role player is if you can not only hit shots but if you can do the little things i mean you you're guaranteed to play 20 25 minutes every single night and he should probably be playing more than that on a nightly basis he did he played 30 last night which is really good i think that that is closer to where he should be and schroeder like all the credit to dennis last night he played really great yes. in the second half but at to me at this point and this this was dictated because the game was out of out of hand at the end but even in close games i think that the impact that terrence can make on a nightly basis is probably more consistent than what Terrence can. Even if even if Terrence isn't hitting shots, the defense that he brings is and the threat, at least <laughs> the Spurs at least treat him as a threat uh from mm-hmm. deep. Like that's a to me that's enough. Defense and then just being a threat. Like that's that's yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah, and to be honest, you don't have to necessarily sacrifice uh, Danny Schroeder uh, yeah. in closing lineups. Um, depending on the night, you can really go with uh, PG at the four yeah. for like three minutes. That's true. Uh, you can get to, with Grant at the five. Um, Adams doesn't really care. No, um, he's sometimes he's really needed out there. Mm-hmm. Like you have to play him because it's the best way to handle some some matchups. But if you remember um, during the MVP season on Russell Westbrook, there were like I would say a good a good amount of games where Adams didn't close. They went small with Ray, uh, with Grant and Depot. Um, Russ and someone else uh, that I don't recall right now, uh, but they were going small, and it can work, mm-hmm. especially against some um, some opponents. And you can avoid uh, playing Jeremy Grant if you want to have a much better matchup at the four position, especially if on the other side there's a guy who 
doesn't like to bully and doing post-ups, which is most of the cases, to be honest. Yeah. So um, you don't have to sacrifice uh, shooter minutes all the time. So you, you can like rotate the other guys, um, mm-hmm. including Ferguson. Like you have to close with, with Russ and uh, and with PG. Um, those are the guys that have to close. The other ones you can you can rotate them. Like four players for three spots means that. Like basically every night you get um, a shot of closing the game, depending on how we are playing, which it seems to me very healthy. Yeah, yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the Thunder get a much needed win last night against the Spurs at yeah. home, one twenty two to one twelve. Uh, the first half it looked like, oh man, here we go, like here we go again. You know, you have Schroeder that scored zero points in the first half. It's like, all right, we're still not getting anything from him. Uh, Paul and and Russ were off for the most part in the first half and really in the whole game. You know, it took 17 shots for Paul George to get 18 points and it took 24 shots for Westbrook to get 24 points. I mean, they didn't have the most efficient nights uh, shooting the basketball. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it was the bench that lifted this team in the second half. And even Nader kept them in the game. Uh, oh yeah! In the first yeah. half, he was, and it's he's he's really interesting, and I I don't know if like people are going to pick up on what he does and be able to change what he's doing, but he's driving to the basket. He's finishing in multiple ways. He finished with his offhand last night. Uh, he's an interesting player. He hit an he hit an open three. Uh, he's he's becoming a very interesting weapon off the bench for this Thunder team, and. Uh, really a a scoring weapon the Thunder really haven't had off the bench they haven't really had like a big forward uh, or he's not a big forward like a a small forward that can come in off the bench and score like the Thunder really haven't had that element you know he's kind of wish Josh Hustis could have come in and been that but he was basically the exact opposite of Nader and that he was a quick shot blocker and really athletic but when it came to putting the ball on the floor like he was completely lost uh, Nader knows what he's doing. He can he can put the ball on the floor. He can get to the basket. He can hit an open three. Uh, he's got a really high basketball IQ on on the offensive end, and he tries on the defensive end. He's not always very good, but he tries. Uh, he's and, and a lot of people have been asking this question. I don't think I've asked you, but what with Abrinas being gone and Nader playing like he has been, do you think that when Abrinas comes back, that he's guaranteed minutes? I don't think so. Um, I don't think Alex will have guaranteed minutes, and I don't think Nader will, and I don't think Diallo will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, the most likely to lose uh, minutes from now on is Hami. Yeah. Um, he like he is guarded very differently from the beginning of the season. He is hitting uh, rookie wall in terms of energy that he can provide night in and, and night out, whereas with Nader. Uh, we are seeing a guy that has way more balance than, like, I saw him, I would say, four or five games last season uh, because I oddly follow uh, a few more games uh, of Boston mm-hmm. because they like Jason Tatum. And he was this guy, the guy who can do basically everything on the court offensively, but nothing in a really consistent and um, 
efficient way. This season, he, he looks to have way more balance when he goes to the basket, and his shooting is good. Uh, like he's a good shooter, you can see him uh, the way he positioned the feet, the way he charged the shot, the way he followed through. Like his textbook in terms of shooting for the most part, and. Like, not every time you get a 40% shooter out of that, but it seems to be a consistent shooter. Um, the problem, as you mentioned, is on the defensive end. And tonight, I would say at least 10 to 15 points were solely his fault. Like, he went, um, like, he navigated screen in a bad way. Like, he, he went under on Forbes and White any day drain trees like probably the first one that they hit were on uh, misassign like a miss coverage mm-hmm. um, from Nader and that's why it's I think that the best value uh, from Nader you can get uh, if he can play um, like a hybrid position between the three and the four mm-hmm. where you can play him at the four and you can play him at the three and in order to do so you have to be able to guard screens and now he is clearly not. Uh, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> we are paying him like one million. Like we, uh, OKC is playing him. He's paying him um, north of one million. Uh, but and you cannot expect to have a guy like that playing um, reliably from 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 the beginning. So I think that there is the making of a player that can help. Um, but he has to to put it together on the defensive end. And I think next summer, with the summer in OKC, uh, I think he he at least he earned that. He earned that um, guarantee contract for from 2019 2020, which is uh, currently you can you can waive him um, before like the seventh of the fifth of July, and that will not cost you. But I think that he at least earned another year in OKC. Mm-hmm. Which would be big for him. So um, not sure he can contribute in uh, in the playoffs this season uh, because of the de- defense limitation. But for sure for the rest of the regular season he will. Yeah, no, I think I think that makes sense. He's it, it's just nice to have a scoring punch off the bench for this team. Yeah. Uh, that's not Dennis Schroeder. And Schroeder, I think we can talk about him. So he had a really nice second half. The first half, it seemed like just more of the same from him. Uh, and then the second half, he was just a man on fire. He was getting into passing lanes. He was stealing the ball. He was getting on transition. He's driving to the basket. That little floater he had going and scored 19 points in the second half. And that was really the game. Uh, he, he took over. And was really helpful. He had that pass in between his legs to Russell on the break, which was just super great. Uh, mm-hmm. He was mad, and he talked about that after the game that he was playing angry and he used to do that more. Uh, it he was just he was impressive, and he needs to be aggressive like that. That's something that Russell has talked a lot about this season. When they when people ask him about Paul George, he's like, yeah, he's playing aggressively, and he said the same thing of Schroeder last night. Like he's just playing with some aggression and that's what those guys need to do they need they need Schroeder to be good in order to have these signature wins like this against a really hot san antonio spurs team to beat them at home uh it was good and the adjustments that billy made from game to game like shows you that the the coaching chops that he has when it comes to playoff time i think He's going to be able to make adjustments. They guarded LaMarcus Aldridge really, really well last night. 
Uh, they were double and triple teaming him. Every single thing that he got last night, he had 17 points on 14 shots last night, but every bucket he had, he had to really earn it. <laughs> yeah. The Thunder made sure of that, and they kind of let other people, they let DeMar DeRozan get off a little bit. Uh, Bryn Forbes, I thought, was really good last night. Uh, and then Marco Bellinelli, oh my goodness. He he just destroys the Thunder. He and, and Bertans, um we're, we're pretty good for the Spurs off the bench. Uh, but, you know, the Thunder were going to let those guys beat them. They weren't going to let LaMarcus get 56 again, uh, which I think it turned out to be the correct strategy against that team. Yeah, I think that if you analyze the two games, um, in the first one, they were getting everything from their two-point looks. And I think that tonight, they got less than what they deserved, mm-hmm. uh, if that makes sense. I don't think OKC three-point defense, especially in the first half, was really good. Yeah. They had, like, Bream Forbes had two wide-open looks in the corner that just randomly went outside, which is fine. I mean, it can happen. Uh, but it was in a very... Um, dangerous um, moment of the game because I think OKC was already down and they got lucky. And then after that, they they were they were really good. Um, but I felt like this win, um, some it, it was part of uh, the part of this win is just San Antonio being normal from three pointers. Yeah. And so if you sum up the two nights, then yes, for sure, like. The two teams need one win each, and that is what happened in the end. Um, but tonight, like OKC got a few breaks. That I think um, without them, we don't know what happens. Maybe they win anyway, maybe not. Um, but you're right. I mean, the, the defense on LaMarcus was spectacular. I think that the three-point looks that they had, the clean ones, were from other kind of uh, defensive possessions, like transition ones where like uh, Russ forgot completely to rotate. But for the most part, especially in LaMarcus, they were laser-focused. And the big part of that is Terrence Ferguson being able to play help defense at a very, very high level because he can yeah. choose the moment of rotation perfectly. This is something that that really, uh, if I remember, like if I think about him two years ago when he was in Australia, and you show me a clip today, I think he like you you made it up because the the awareness and the recognition that he has now were nowhere to be found in his clips in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, this this guy really worked. And well, probably didn't have such a great coach in Australia, maybe, because the way OKC coaching staff was able to work with him to reach that kind of level in 12 months is is really impressive. There's nothing else to be said. It's I'm I'm really impressed, and uh, and yeah, so it's it's great that OKC has another guy who can rely on defensively. Yeah. He's and he was so young in Australia. I think that he and, and even last season, you know, the guy's 18, 19 years old. I think he's just figuring out who he was because this isn't really the kind of player that he was in high school. Like he was a volume scorer. That's kind of mm-hmm. what he thought he would probably be in Australia. That didn't quite work out. Uh, and then he comes to the Thunder and they're just kind of molding him like he's more or less a blank slate of just crazy athleticism. He has a good, he has good touch. Um, let's see if we can make you into the player that 
we want you to be, which is a three and D wing that can play next to Russell Westbrook uh, and kind of just be like a release valve that can hit a three point shot. And that's exactly what he is today at 20. Mm-hmm. I don't know like what the potential what his potential is ultimately. Like, I don't know if he just is this, but better and a little bit bigger here in a few years, or if he can develop more, he doesn't quite have like the, the game that I feel like he can like reach like a fringe all-star mm-hmm. level. Like, I just don't feel like he's got that. Cause he can't, he can't really dribble. He doesn't have a lot of ability to create off the dribble. Um, but if he is just a high level three and D player, like that's what the Thunder have been begging for. You know, they've got Russell Westbrook, they've got Paul George, they've got Steven Adams, they have Dennis Schroeder. All of those guys can create. They just need guys that can hit catch and shoot threes. And it's it's pretty amazing that they've found two guys, one with the twenty first pick in the draft, and two, Jeremy Grant, who they traded uh a player that they acquired in Ilyasova and a pick for, and they both become great defenders. They were both kind of blank slates. It's really interesting that they're, mm-hmm. they're two members of the starting lineup that were com- almost blank slates as just crazy athletes. They had like the thunder mold. They have good length, great athleticism. Let's turn these guys into basketball players. And they have with both and they're going to continue to get better and more comfortable. And this team is as the season goes along, and if they can continue to get contributions from guys like Schroeder, they can. This is a high level NBA team because they are going to defend on a nightly basis. They have that baseline where they can def, they can at least defend, and they can throw out a group. And you don't have to play Nader because he's really like if you look at everybody, Nader might be the only guy that plays that you're like I don't quite trust him on the defensive end. I think every, mm-hmm. everybody else, I think you can. Even Schroeder to an extent. I thought Patterson, obviously he shot the ball well last night. He was 5 of 7, 3 of 3 from 3. He had 13 points. But I thought his defense was really good last night. I think his defense has actually been okay almost the whole season uh, mm-hmm. for what he's capable of doing. Um, so really, that <clears throat> like there's nobody else that you can target. Like I don't think that you can target Patterson like they did Mello last year. I think Nader is potentially a guy you could target, but the Thunder don't have to play him um, down the stretch of playoff games. Um, so it's, <clears throat> I think the roster that they built for this season is really interesting. And this team can be a high-level playoff team where, you know, if they end up in the conference finals, I'm not, I, w- I won't be surprised. Like, I just won't be because I just don't, I, I don't know who else I trust in the Western Conference where I'm just like, yeah, there's no way the Thunder could beat them in a seven game series. Like, I just don't think that team is, is out there unless the Lakers make a trade for, I don't even know who at this point, if they could, if they could make a big trade, then that's, that's a team that you could say, okay, well, maybe that team could do it. Um, but everybody else, you know, Denver, Portland, Houston, Clippers, San Antonio, Lakers, jazz. Like, I think the Thunder could beat any of those teams in a seven game series. Yeah, they have they have the possibility to do so. They have the talent to do so. And as you said, I mean, when you have a team uh, in the playoffs with eight players uh, to rely on, 
there's no need of much else. Like yeah. rarely you go the nine, ten deep uh, in a playoff run, especially mm-hmm. when it counts the most. Maybe in the first round you go nine, maybe you go ten if you have them, but you you don't really need them because mm-hmm. you have rarely you have travel and um, tough schedule to 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 cover. So it's it's okay to be able to play eight guys to rely on eight guys and i think that okc can um and i think that something that should go in their minds especially coming playoffs time is we have no pressure like this is the first year Mm -hmm. of of a group of guys meaning westbrook george adams uh schroeder uh grant and ferguson that can play together they have like at least another season like that so they 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 need to feel the urgency to play well but not like being uh like they they are not desperate to 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 win to keep the score together like they were like they were last season so i think that coming playoff time especially if they can keep up with the stevens um they will be a tough out in the west Mm -hmm. i think you have to work against okc uh, if they if they defend, you have to work. No matter who you are, you, they they can match up reasonably well with anyone. They have two very good big big men that that you can rely on. Uh, they have a good wing rotation, and so yeah. Oh, I think they have something. Uh, especially if they can keep it together defensively. And who knows what happens with Andre? Um, right. I really have no clue right now. Like to me, if you tell me tomorrow that he's out for the season, I will believe you. And mm-hmm. if you tell me that he's hundred percent back, then I'll believe you as well. Probably right. a bit less, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The Dre wild card is interesting because if he can play, first of all, does he come off the bench for this team? Is he? Does he supplant automatically? Supplant Ferguson? Like I mean, I don't. I I think that's becoming more of a question. I really do. I think when you look yeah. at the future of the Oklahoma City Thunder, I mean, I think for the most part, it's been like, yeah, Dre's they're going to be there too. He makes them a special defensive team. Well, they're kind of already a special defensive team. <laughs> like they're already yeah. Uh And I I just don't I don't know. I don't know what I think the coaching staff have a really difficult decision to make when it comes to playing Dre and is he the starter? I think that he might just out of seniority get the starting spot back. Uh, but I don't know that it's guaranteed and I don't know that it's the right decision. I don't because I don't know what Dre we're getting. Can I make a stupid comparison? Like a very, very stupid one. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when David Lee got hurt yeah. uh, before the first season of, uh, of Steve Kerr? I do. Like Draymond was not good the first game. Then he became pretty good. That team was special. Uh, it's, it was better than this version of the Thunder. Sure. Um, but he had something special. And when David Lee comes back to the roster, he says, okay, I will start off the bench. So I do think part is going to be on Dre. Like, does he recognize the how special Terrence has been especially the last two months does he recognize that this team can work this the first unit can work without him and, and, and that he can carve minutes in other ways 
because I don't, I don't think that the idea of, well, if you don't play Dre to start the game, then he's useless. I don't like that Mm -hmm. because like more often than not, you have a second unit led by a star, maybe against Houston. It, it could be okay to play him right at the beginning. But even then, you can play Ferg five minutes and then put Ray on Harden and make it even tougher because he has like two very strong assignments to work on. Well, if and, well, and if mm-hmm. they have Chris Paul back and he can play mm-hmm. at a good level, you're they stagger those guys. Yeah. yeah. So if you start with Ferg on, on Harden... And then when Harden goes to the bench or CP goes to the bench, you bring in Dre to just hound <laughs> CP3 or Harden. I mean, that makes their job so difficult. Exactly. It, when it's Diallo or somebody like, yeah, like he's, he's pesky, but he's still got so much to learn. Like he's, he's that blank slate that I was talking about with Ferguson and Grant. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, that's, he's the blank. He's another blank slate of an athlete. Like he's shown lots of flashes, probably more flashes in different areas than both those guys did, but he's still a blank slate, uh, of, oh, yeah. of a guy. And he, he probably won't be playing come playoff time, but if Drake can come back and you just make the life of the primary ball handler, just as difficult as possible because you have Terrence Ferguson, Andre Robertson and Paul George on them the entire game. And it also, I mean, also it takes so much pressure off Paul whenever mm-hmm. Andre comes back. If he, if he comes back, yeah. because yeah, yeah, he's, that's, he's having, that's the biggest. he's having to carry a load on the defensive end too. And if he can kind of freelance and, and not have to go a hundred percent on the defensive end, every possession, it'll be that much better for him on the offensive end. And so, I mean, I think you're right that a lot of people are like, well, if he's not, if he's not starting, then why are we even playing him? Dude can't shoot, man. He, if they play a Houston or if they play a trailblazers or if they play the Clippers in the playoffs where they have all these, these primary ball handers, even the Clippers have like, they have a really good bench. They have Lou Williams coming Mm -hmm. off the bench. If you can make Lou Williams life extremely difficult, you win that series handily. Like it's not even a question. Because if you can shut him down with an Andre Robertson, you know, like that's that could be a huge, huge part of that series. So uh, it's a it's a yeah, big, or, or a even big he's a big weapon still. Yeah, or even if um, if you have like uh, you can trust Schroeder to play against Williams, yeah, because he's, he's uh, he can play that matchup. Yeah, imagine a second unit with uh, with Danny Schroeder that has to guard Lou Williams and then Tobias. Who guards Tobias Harris? Who yeah. guards Danilo Gallinari? You can put right there and say, well, yeah. work. Let's, you, you don't have to play Patrick Patterson. You don't have to play Neros Noel. You can play in certain matchups if you don't need either of those. You can play Dre as your de facto four on offense and like one through four on defense. Mm-hmm. That gives you flexibility. In the playoffs, you will get... Um, less clean looks you will get less space so andre can hurt the team in that way but andre is a great rebounder for his position and he can find spots on the floor to be effective especially if he plays with a good point guard and guess what okay he has two of them so i think there is space because right now you have uh 14 minutes of patrick patterson 31 of jeremy grant 
like you can play Jeremy 25 in the playoffs if needed. Yeah. And you can carve 15 minutes, 18 minutes to under Robertson, especially if you need a hound uh, for like five minutes in spots to maybe they will face Portland. Like, can you imagine? Like CJ had had to work extremely hard on T Ferg and then oh. Andre Robertson comes in. <laughs> Good luck, dude. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and if you win it, you have to earn it. Yeah. And earn it for forty minutes, forty eight minutes, it's it's harder. Like on Hami, yeah, Hami can be okay, can be pesky at nights, but but he can miss uh, a defensive assignment more time than not. And so Andre will not miss those if yeah. he's if he's okay. Nope. And against that, against the Golden State death lineup too, if like the Thunder do make the conference finals and you have a healthy Dre, I mean, you can play that death lineup. Westbrook, Ferguson, George, uh, Robertson, and Grant. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. you switch everything and you yes. do it crisply and you communicate. Everyone's a good defender. And then you have and now with the potential that you have with Ferguson being able to hit a three and Grant being able to hit a three you're not sacrificing you don't have to sacrifice the offensive end like you're not and you play and the, and they did this a lot when they played Golden State when they had uh, Durant that first season of Golden State that we talked about where the 2016 mm-hmm. season they used Andre as the screener and yeah he's the guy that's rolling to the basket and he scored a lot just around the basket. You can do that again. And then you have Paul George and Ferguson and Grant on the wings. I mean, I think you're, I, I, I think we just want to illustrate the point that when Dre comes back, he doesn't have to be the starting shooting guard to be effective. And exactly. he's, that's a, the point. he's a utility player. Like he's not a shooting, like everybody knows he's not a shooting guard. He's a utility player. That you can put, and you can put him at the two, but you can put him from two to five, really. And in certain matchups, he's going to be effective in different roles. And they do need him. They do need him at the end of the day. I think if this team is going to really compete at the highest level, they need him. Because otherwise, I, I don't know that you can close every game with Steve. I And then... I don't know that Schroeder is going to be a guy that you can really count on in the closing minutes of a high-level playoff game. I just don't know, but I but I know that Dre is. I know mm-hmm. that Dre is, and that that particular lineup that I mentioned. I I hope that he's healthy. I hope that he can come back and play. I still I'm still moving forward. Like I just don't know that he is, and that maybe we'll see this lineup next season. But man. Teams on the offensive end, I don't know what you do against that team if you're going small. I, I just don't. I think that the Thunder might take that away, and that's maybe where Demarcus Cousins comes in. They don't. They don't have to play small, and then you can play Boogie versus Adams, which is still a good matchup for the Thunder. Exactly at the, end of the day, in my exactly. opinion, because I just don't. Everybody's like so afraid of like what Boogie will do. Like I, I don't. He's coming off an Achilles tear, and he weighs like 300 pounds. Like I don't know that. I don't know what this guy is going to be. I know that it's it sounds terrifying, but at the end of the day, if the if the Warriors are going to play him down the stretch, I think that he is going to be a guy that's going to be targeted in the pick and roll for sure. Yes, for sure. Like I, I would like over you and just over have now. yeah 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 time out. Like it's and probably we are like thinking too much uh, down the line, but it, it is a reality that 
defensively, this team has uh, a potential to be even more special, even without starting, right? Just having having him there. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would love to have, like, if if Drake and Carver all as a utility defender, and he's okay with that, then OKC is dangerous next season. Yeah. Like, but he needs to, to get on board with that. And yeah. I'm not sure that will, will be the case. And this conversation may all just be about next season. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be, let's yeah. be honest. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, do you know what's not about next season and that's all about right now? Oh, I would love to have an Andy frozen custard right now. <laughs> Andy's frozen custard. Oh man. The, uh, right now you can still go get their, uh, apple pie concrete. You, they slice apple pie out of a pie pan, put it in, mix it in with the uh, vanilla frozen custard. It's unbelievable. Uh, my wife w- and I went there the other night. She just got the uh, Heath bar concrete. She was saying, you've got to talk about this on the podcast because it's so good. So, done. Uh, just, just Heath bar just mixed in with the vanilla frozen custard. It's so good. Uh, and I got a uh, butter pecan, uh, mm. and it's man, their pecans are so good. It's just, un- it's just unbelievable. You've got to go support the people who support down to dunk. They have them in Oklahoma city. There's a couple, there's a couple in Tulsa. Uh, they're all throughout the South, uh, Arkansas, uh, Florida. I think there's some in Arizona. So if you're in any of those States, please go support the people that support down to dunk and eat at Andy's frozen custard. All right. Anything else from last night's game that we maybe glossed over or that was important? And if not, I thought we could talk about their upcoming schedule. Yeah, no, I think we we really covered uh, the game in uh, in details. Okay. Uh, so the upcoming schedule is pretty interesting uh, for the Thunder. Tuesday they play in Atlanta, which is just a game they just need to go win. Like, yeah, you go and you win the game in Atlanta, and also I think Schroeder will have some motivation to play well in Atlanta uh, in front of the, the crowd that he knows very well. Uh, Thursday night in OKC, they played the Los Angeles Lakers. So Wednesday, LeBron is supposed to get his reevaluation in which Thunder fans know all too well. Reevaluation does not always mean you're going to play the next yeah. night or you're going to play that day. Uh, so that's interesting. Very, very interesting if LeBron plays. If not, the Thunder need to take care of business at home against a Lakers team that's shorthanded. Um, but with LeBron, I'm interested to see what this what the Thunder can do uh, against that team. Uh, so that's Thursday night. Saturday, they play Philly at Philly. Uh, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a 2.30 tip. Um, and Philly's kind of struggling at the moment. They're they've they've been an, an interesting team in a lot of ways. They have like zero depth. They have lost to the Wizards and the Hawks in two consecutive games for them. Uh, it's it's been a weird season for them. There's some turmoil with with Butler and with Simmons and Embiid. It's just a it's a weird team, but it's also a team that I feel like you know they're they're not going to play hard for the hawks obviously they didn't play hard against the wizards but i think that they're a team that when the thunder comes to town they will play their a game and so i yeah. i wouldn't call them i wouldn't call that a, an absolute win and it's a weird time it's a 2:30 tip it's on it's on abc on saturday um which is just an odd 
odd tip time. Uh, and then Monday night, we'll obviously be previewing this next Monday. They play in New York. So they're going to stay, probably stay up there. They have Philly and New York before they come back home for Portland um, at home. So they have. Yeah, I'm so miffed about the New York game because it's a 6:30 p.m. tip over here, and I'm oh. away from for work, so I will not able to. Oh. I'm not able to watch it live. Oh, so no. I'm so miffed already. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's 11:30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a Martin Luther King. That's why. I'm like, why is that? Yeah, Martin yeah, yeah. King Day. Yeah, um, yeah. And about the Philadelphia game, you have. Two, three guys that you have to guard um, in terms of Jimmy, um, JJ Reddick, and Simmons. And this is a matchup where Russell Westbrook defense will be tested. Yeah. Because they they don't have deadly shooter outside of JJ Reddick, um, which is good. But they will bully you uh, with their size. And Russ has the making of a good defender for those occasions Um, because he's lazy in terms of closing out, but he can hold his own um, in in post. And so I'm really interested to see how they will handle matchups because I have the feelings that they can put Simmons, uh, George and Simmons, and I'm sure they will not put uh, Russ on JJ Reddick. Don't you you think they would put Ferg on JJ? Exactly. Wouldn't you put Paul on Jimmy and then have Russell guard uh, Ben Simmons? I don't think so. You think Ben's too big? He's too tall. Yes. You think? Yes. Yeah. So So you think that Russell is going to guard Jimmy Butler? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Which is tough. Uh, (laughs) It's a tough assignment. (laughs) But... Russell like, has risen to the occasion before. I mean, if and if the game that I th- think about most when I think about that is last last season against James Harden in Houston. The last time they played Houston for those great five minutes. For five minutes, he was he <laughs> shut James Harden down. Yeah, yeah, that's which right. Is a difficult task if you've watched him play this season at all. Uh, and yeah. Russell did. He completely shut him down, and so. I don't think he'll play like that against Jimmy Butler, but if he plays like 70% of that, uh, the Thunder will be all right uh, because they or, cause they really like just they, don't have anybody else. Well, they, they can do a weird, like um, like a creative thing mm-hmm. where they put uh, Russ on Wilson Chandler and oh, they yeah, have yeah. Grant Garden Simmons and you can slide Paul George and Jimmy Butler. See that, that you can do as well. That makes more sense to me. Yeah, they, yeah mm-hmm. you can do that. Because off the bench, I mean, they've it's it's tough for this team. Um, I guess MB didn't play against Atlanta, but yeah, Wilson Chandler is he's really bad. He's like really bad Jeff Green. He's like Jeff Green without a heart, basically. Um, and then off the bench, TJ McConnell is probably their best player off the bench. He's actually pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, but he's super small, and you and you know that Russell is just. All he, all he's Rocking doing, he's going to rock night. the baby against TJ McConnell. That's all he cares about, I think, which could be a detriment to the Thunder if all he's thinking about is rocking the baby. Uh, Landry Shaman, who's been a good rookie for them, but uh, not a guy that's going to contribute at a super high level. Um, Jonah Bolden. And we will have the Landry Shaman 8 of 8 from 3 game. See, that's a on good one. 
That's on a, Saturday. That's a good prediction. Or we could have Furkan Korkmaz coming in, uh-huh. shooting eight of eight from three. There's, there's both those guys have high potential. And with the way I just badmouth Wilson Chandler, I mean, he's probably scoring twenty five points that probably that so. afternoon. Too. No, but Shemet is is a great shooter. Yeah, like he can really let it fly, and he is thirty nine percent on four point five attempts. And and when you look at the way he shoots, you trust the ball to go in. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that the bench, again, as probably every game for the Thunder, has a very good opportunity against the Sixers, mm-hmm. the 76ers, because it's not a great bench. And if they make a run, uh, I, I'm most confident. And that if the bench has a plus mi- a positive plus minus, like say plus seven, plus eight, OKC will, will win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. The Thunder bench shows up and can score points. They're almost always going to win. Mm-hmm. Almost always going to win. Uh, and they showed that last night. That was the difference in the game because the Thunder yes. starting lineup. I thought they were fine. They didn't play well. They didn't play an efficient game. But when the bench comes in, I think they scored forty eight points. When they do that, it's over. Like you just you can't beat this team when their bench plays like that. And they're not going to play like that every night. That's that's why they're coming off the bench. <laughs> and that's why they're not starting for a team. That's why Dennis Schroeder was traded to the Thunder. is because they mm-hmm. didn't believe that he was the point guard of their future. And, you know, Sch- Schroeder can get back on track because he had a really nice stretch for a long time. And there were even moments where people were like, well, I kind of want him instead of uh, Russell out there. But, yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting. Yes, it is. And again, the first one is against Atlanta, which and they can hey, they McKinley, will shoot the yeah. I've gotta go. Um yeah, sorry, sorry. will you will you just close out the podcast for me? Yeah. Oh okay. Okay. Go. Yeah, so the first one is uh against Atlanta. I think I can talk a bit about it. And the, I'm sure they will um let it fly. Um, from deep, uh, which is the thing that they are built for. And this will be an interesting game. You mentioned that uh, Schroeder will have something to prove. And these are games where you can either um, shine while doing so, or you you can look very bad in trying to do so. So, um, again, um, the starter should blow the door out of the Atlanta Ox, so the man should not have to carry the load. Um, that means uh, Shooter will have like hopefully will have an easy game um, so thank you uh, you all for listening to this pod please uh, tell, tell your friends sub- subscribe leave us a five star iTunes review I hope you will have a great week and we'll catch up next Monday 